Listening Dog Media. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It's the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. Hello, lovely Hot Mess Mums. And she's uh, she's with us today. The last time I saw her, um, well, I've only just recovered. Heidi Rangers, <laughs> Heidi Rangers laughing because she's only just recovered as well. Um, how are you? I'm really good, thanks. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've just about recovered from our weekends away. <laughs> yeah, so that's. The, I think that's probably the first time I've properly met you as well, and it, and it was on um, Kate Thornton's fiftieth weekend bender weekend. It was brilliant, wasn't it? It was brilliant. It was. Um, it was the first time I've left my two little girls as I well. Know. My husband. And um, yeah, I I definitely let loose. You did, because how long, because I remember you said, I've not been out for, and how long was it, or away from them for how, was it? Well, since- I'd, nev- I'd never left the, the two of them, and my little littlest is nearly two. So, um, yeah, it was a big, big oh. deal for me going away for two nights like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's one of those, isn't it? It's that whole thing of, of dealing with the guilt process and then thinking, well, you know, now I'm here, I ought to let my hair down and enjoy myself. It's, But that never leaves you, to be honest, if I'm honest, yeah. I do. It was, it was um, it's the guilt of leaving them and panicking that they're going to be okay. Mm. Um, and, miss, and, you know, knowing you're going to miss them. But as soon as you get away, then you know it does you, it does you really good to get away and have some time to yourself. And Alex, he's just a complete keeper, such an angel, because he arrived, didn't he, to pick you up at the end of this long weekend. Um, So he'd done everything right by the looks of it with the girls. They were so happy. Um, And he had a huge smile on it. He didn't look like a stress-ed, I've been left with the kids type, Dad, at all. Yeah, he's he's pretty good with the girls, but I do leave everything out, like their pants, their socks, what they're going to wear, a schedule, their snacks. So I (laughs) I definitely prepped for him and he also had his mum coming round and our okay. baby sitting there so uh, he's, you know he's had a bit of help oh okay yeah. you delegated a wee bit <laughs> yeah 
do you find it difficult? I mean, if, is it sort of, are you quite full on? Do you find it hard to kind of delegate maybe with grandparents or whatever or friends if you need to? Do you find like it's it's sort of, you know, I want to do everything, you know, uh, and you feel the responsibility or are you quite easygoing, do you think? I think I, I've got used to not delegating because we yeah. live in London and we've got no family around us. Right. I've got an amazing nanny who comes a couple of days a week and she... I'd let her do anything. She, you know, she's very capable. Mm-hmm. But nobody else really helps us with the kids. So I'm, right. I'm doing most of the things. Um, so yeah, I think I am a bit of a control freak with, with um, with getting everything organised for them. Because just because I'm, I'm used to doing it all the time. Right. So what are you going to do? So of course you're going to be four. When do you, when are you forty? That's such a young age. I'm when 40 is it? I'm forty in May. <gasps> right. Wow. So, um, does that mean that you're gonna what? Well, how are you gonna? Well, how are you gonna celebrate? Is it gonna be with or without? Or are you gonna just do like a whole year's worth of just celebrating or what? I think I want to do like a whole year's worth of things. Yeah. Like, I didn't want. I don't want to have a party where you know you see everyone in one night, but you don't really get the time to catch up with people properly. Uh, my husband has booked for us mm-hmm. to go to Florence for my actual fourth year, uh, which is where we got married. And so it's just the oh, two of us. just the two of there. you. Oh, yeah. I, oh. Yeah. So okay. we're going there for three nice. nights. So I'm leaving the girls for three nights. Um, but I'm really excited about right. it because we, ne- we never get time together like that. And we've never we've not been back since we got married there either. Um, but then I want to plan. Oh wow! You know, so how long's how long's it been? How long? Oh, um, it's been seven years since we since we were there. Yeah. So um, oh, wow. and I'd like to go back to the the oh. different because we had a whole weekend of it. I'd like to go back to the different places where we did the different parts, uh, which would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh, how lovely! And then you were the saying girls. you want to plan more. Yeah. Yeah, I want to plan stuff with different groups of friends uh, so I might do something up in Liverpool with that crowd do something with all the girls from London um, basically just just rinse it you know why not <laughs> <laughs> do it do it um, how do you yeah. feel about the whole aging thing being a female who's been in the spotlight and in the media a lot as well how do you feel about about that and sort of turning 40 um, I think you've just got to embrace it. You know, you've yeah. got to celebrate that we're here, we're alive, and and yeah, go for it. And I, I, I feel like as you get older, you you care less about what other people think of you. You're more comfortable in your own skin. You yeah. know your own mind a bit better. So things get a bit easier mentally, I think. You know, you spend a lot of time in your 20s and even 30s, he's like thinking, oh, do they like me? Did I say the right thing? You know, whereas now I just feel like I've got a better perspective mm. on life and what's important um, and focus on what makes me happy and my family happy. Yeah, and it's refreshing to hear that because I think a lot of people sort of have that dreaded four zero or the dreaded five zero. And actually, I think it's lovely how you've said that, you know, you care less. And because you care less um, in, in the best sense of the word, you know, it takes a lot of stress off 
you, you know, and uh, especially when you were such, I think you, you, like myself, you know, we started sort of in the business when we were like 16. Wait, were you 16? You were, I think I was uh, 16. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same. Um, when I got my first TV job, you know, like national TV at 16. So, you know, you feel like you really have, you know, you mature a lot quicker and you're wiser a lot quicker. So when you get to those years, those, you know, the 40s, 50s, etc., you really do, you know, you, you've 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 got a lot further than maybe a lot of other people because of where you were put you know early on um you know the situation you were put in you know did you do you feel that you know you're that little bit wiser because of your background and your career um yeah <laughs> I do I think you could definitely grow up quicker you know mm. having that responsibility at such a young age but I just feel like so much time was wasted on worrying about how I looked and if I was going to be photographed like I, you mm-hmm. know in my 20s I spent every holiday with a floor-length sarong on on the beach because I was terrified of some <laughs> picture of my cellulite um, and you now I just go you looked amazing why don't you just jump in the sea and not care you know type of thing yeah. but um there was the plus sides to what I did too. You know, it was an amazing experience. So I'm not going to complain about it. No, no. And it's so funny because you do have those moments about, you know, what would you have told your younger self, um, you know, in, in in the business you're in? Um, and, I, and I feel the same. I think I, you know, I was so conscious about uh, sort of what, what the image that, you know, you, I was still growing up and then, you know, you're changing all the time. And, you know, there was a huge pressure um, to sort of look a certain way and be a certain way. And I wish I'd have been like I am now where I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to go back then and just be like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would I would tell myself, everyone's got cellulite. So, you know, get over <laughs> it. <laughs> it's not going to go away. <laughs> no. <laughs> And I'm intrigued because like, like for you in the band, et cetera, it was, so you, did you experience, see, I didn't really have all that Instagram, social media. We didn't have anything. We just had four TV channels. So I count myself lucky actually. I mean, there were lads mags, which we all did, you know, one way or another, which obviously now people are horrified about because everything's gone the other way. Um, yes. Yeah, so are you glad that it was put, you know, you were in that era more than now? Yeah. I mean, Social media terrifies oh, me for my daughters. And, you know, I'm kind of contradicting myself because when I was in my 20s, there was so much emphasis on how you looked and I focused on that a lot. But I really would hate for my girls to grow up thinking that that was important at all. Mm. Um, like I'm constantly encouraging them to do sports and yeah. drama and music and whatever. I, d- I just don't want them to feel defined mm. or any importance about their appearance, you know? Mm. I just want them to be carefree and go and have fun. And when you see, like, I, I haven't even got TikTok. I don't, I sound really, yeah. really old, but I'm no. so not up to date <laughs> with technology. And I just don't want them. I want them out playing and having fun rather than sitting in front of a screen scrutinising their face. Yeah. Um, I'd hate that for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think a lot of us, it's a big struggle. 
Yeah, because they get to a certain age, I think, and it starts to become unavoidable. So my daughter's nine and my son's five, and we had a bit of a hoo-ha this weekend because they've been asking to go on this thing called Roblox for ages, and I've been saying no. All our friends are on it. I said, I don't care. I I don't want you on there. They can all talk to each other, but I've had people that have had their kids bullied on there and all sorts, and so I've put my foot down, put my foot down. My husband gave in and set them up this weekend. And uh, I got home on Saturday from work and they were just glued to it. And I just, I just can't bear it. So I just said, right, get in the car. And I chucked them in the car and the dog. And I took them out for a massive big walk in the snow for a couple of hours. They have the best time. I felt like the best parent because I was like, I've got them off the damn thing. Um, (laughs) Because it is so, it's so worrying because a lot of it's peer pressure as well but all we get it all my friends are on it and I was like yeah but you don't have to do everything that they do you know and then you become I become that mum but um it's so hard so I'm trying to learn how to police this thing because I'm a dinosaur when it comes to technology I was called calling it roadblocks and my daughter said mum it's Roblox it's not got a a d in it do you not know I said no I don't what the bloody hell is it so it is it's it's so hard and then I was thinking about when I was a kid and how we just went for bike rides and hung out at the park and we were so happy. (laughs) There was none of that. It was just, it's just a, it's scary. It's really scary. (laughs) The the thing to say, sort of looking at kids who are older, like Polly being 14, is that... um, she, uh, that's the way they communicate. That's a problem you've got as well. It's not just playing games. It's just that that's how they communicate. They'll come back from school. So no one comes over for tea anymore. Because you can have five or six of your friends in your room on Snapchat or whatever, you know, and they're chatting away all day, all night on that. Um, It's really, really, uh, you know, and then if you think, well, you can't have that, then she can't communicate in her friendship group. Yeah. Um, It's really tricky. It's really tricky. So you have to kind of like have a balance where, you know, you have a bit of both. But yeah, interesting times. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to these young years. Oh, I tell you what, I do. <laughs> and it's it's interesting because you look at back look back at um, your career etc. And I, and I say with me as well. And uh, I think I was in thick of doing Wheel of Fortune when I had Paul, Connie. Um, but a, a huge life change comes, doesn't it, with motherhood, especially first time round, doesn't it, Heidi? Yeah, I mean, I you know I started singing professionally when I was 16 and you know left Mm. school and toured with the band and that was my life until I was 30 and then I got married and kind of basically took a step back and you know focused on the kids so my life has been completely different the last the last five years definitely since I had Aurelia um and my life has been like multi music, you know, the all the baby classes and all of that, which which I've absolutely loved actually. I've really enjoyed that. Um but yet yeah, very, very different to what 
to what my life was like before. What's next for you? You you know, um, with uh, terms of what you're doing and as the girls do get older, um, are are there still things that you'd like to do? What kind of, how do you see see that? Because obviously they come first right now, but once they are a bit older and you start to get a bit more you back again and again, where do you sort of, where would you like to go with your career? You know, would you like to go back into music as a solo artist or... Where do you, have you got anything that you're sort of looking at? Yeah, I mean, when when Aurelia was born, like I'm saying, I kind of just went into that baby bubble and wasn't just what, was lucky enough to be able to stay at home with her and wasn't really interested in, in work at, at that time. But as they're getting older and I'm, as you say, getting a bit more of me back, I want to get back out there. I do miss singing, you know, I miss mm. performing. Um there's a few shows that I'd love to get involved with. Like I, I mean, my dream show would be um, Strictly. I'm, mm. I'm such a huge fan. I mean, I cry when the the theme tune plays because I just love <laughs> it. It's just magical. It just transports mm. you to somewhere really lovely. Full of sequins and diamonds, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'd hot male to, dancers. You're not going to say. No. Um, I'd love. I, I mean, I'd love to just like put one of them gowns on and do a waltz you know um but i also love the math singer um i'm just interested in getting back out there doing some more things for me and also being a role model to the girls it's it's lovely being at home with them and you know there for their every need but my girls haven't really seen me as in work you know that mommy goes to work and i'd like to show them that side of me too um so yeah so i'm just starting to feel as I'm hitting forty, I'd like to get back out there and do a few more bits for myself. I think that's a bit like you, Kelly, as well, isn't it? Because I kind of uh, noticed with you, with the, with the kids, that you had a moment when you were, you know, you sort of like backed off most things, but now you're sort of, and again, you turn forty and you're full on, aren't you? Yeah, it's changed a lot as for me. me. It's been nearly fifty-five, and I'm going to retire. <laughs> But when we met, I didn't go anywhere, did I? And I didn't go out at all. And I can relate to a lot of what you say, Heidi, about being away from them. And and with my youngest, who's five, oh God, I just never let him go when he was a baby. I just couldn't, I couldn't let go of him. I couldn't let anyone have him. I, I you know, it was, it was really hard. I didn't even want to put him in nursery. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's taken me a long time to get back to that, but it was hitting 40 that did that for me um, and changed a lot of stuff for me and um and because you know they're nine and five and so they're a bit more capable and everything that's that's helped massively because I don't have the help around me either so I've always been very hands-on um and they've been very used to me being at home so it's taken them a little adjusting now I've gone back to my career outside of the home Mm. it's taken them a while to get used to that but they have been used to that and I think it's really important for women because it's your self-esteem and your confidence as well when you're at home a lot with them it's lovely but what I found happened to me was I lost my confidence I lost my confidence in me and being in those sort of social situations and working in radio obviously you talk a lot and I remember going back after two years and thinking oh god I can't do this I don't know I don't know what I'm doing you know completely running myself down um so it's been a bit of a journey but it's nice there's I think there's loads of great things about turning 40 
actually. And one of them is you care less about what other people think as well. So... And with the acting, Heidi, because obviously you've been in the West End, the War of the Worlds, wasn't it, etc. Yeah. You know, you, you've got a lot of strings to your bow, haven't you? Yeah, I did uh, War of the Worlds just, um, well, after Sugar Babes. I've always loved musical theatre. I mean, that's what I loved as a little girl. Um, and then I got more into the pop as I got a bit older. But yeah, I, I, I adore theatre and I go to the theatre all the time. And I was lucky enough to, I always want, even though after, after Sugar Babes, I always wanted to say I'd been a leading lady in the West End. And that was amazing to to just mm-hmm. tick that box. Um, and it is something I've yeah. I thought about returning to. But at the moment, I just don't think those hours would work well with the children because mm. I just wouldn't see them. Um, but I'm at the theatre all the time and I take my eldest to the theatre. We just went to see uh, Matilda the Musical which uh, obsessed with every night I get a performance of Matilda in the house. <laughs> and last night I was taking her to a little gymnastics class and she was singing We Are Revolting, one of the songs yeah. from it. And I tried to, <laughs> I tried to harmonise with her. And uh, she stopped. She's five. She went, mummy, that's not the tune. Because you're harmonising I was trying to do a little harmony with her Thought that'd be really sweet And she's like, mummy that's not the tune It doesn't go like that I was like, oh baby no Mummy was was singing a different tune That might have sounded nice with yours It's called a harmony But she she was not impressed at all (laughs) It's funny isn't it Because they do, they get their own little minds Very early, especially girls I think They're very headstrong very very, And they're they're quite happy to tell you what to do very early on And that doesn't change either (laughs) So um, it sounds like, you know, you're reaching 40. I mean, I had Pollyanna when I was 41, right in the midst of my career, actually, my youngest one. But, um, you know, from the the sort of previous, I know that you've had, you had a couple of miscarriages as well, which you were very open about um, too. Um, So first of all, you know, the experience there, but also, you know, would you think of having any more? Or is that it? I would absolutely love more, but my husband is having none of it. None of it. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love one more, uh, but mm. I understand. I I understand his reasons. You know, he he thinks, especially the baby. She's she's nineteen months now, and she's so so fun. You know, she started saying words and interacting properly, and I think he's just ready for that stage for us to travel with them, and it gets easy when they're out in that fees and all mm. all of that. Um, but I just adore newborns. I could. I, I love being pregnant and yeah. I, I love giving birth. I know I'm really lucky to be able to say that, but both my birth experiences were really positive. Were they? Yeah. Was, was it a special, was it like a water birth or anything different or? No, I mean, I had just, an epidural you just enjoyed... both times. So that I think that's what made me. Oh, right. You were like, oh, I don't know what everyone's talking about. But yeah, they, they went right. quite smooth. I had epidural. They went quite smoothly. They weren't too long. Um, and yeah, I just, I love being pregnant. I love having them. I don't care about sleepless nights. I just love sitting in the nursery with them, like them newborn cuddles. I love the smell of them, like everything. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, it, there's part of me that feels a little bit sad if I don't get that again, but then you've just got to go how lucky you are to have two healthy, lovely babies, you know? Um, Exactly. Yeah. 
Oh, I love newborns as well. I adore them and I adore that stage. It's when they start to get difficult when they're toddlers where I'm like, right, I wish I was a millionaire and I could have a nanny because this <laughs> is hard work. You know, when they're running everywhere and you're running after them, that is, that's the tough part, right? Yeah. And the, and the potty training and uh, everything else. Yeah, my, my littlest is at that tricky stage. She's um, 19 months and mm. she's into everything. Uh, you've got to have eyes at the back of your head stage. Uh, very stubborn as well. Um, whereas oh. my eldest was like really easy going, little angel. But this one, this one's given me a run for my money, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's still there's still plenty of time. Maybe you know, give Alex his uh, you know a couple of a couple of family trips, and then who knows? Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, and you were very open talking about your miscarriages, which I all think, you know, it, it was a great thing to do. Um, I thought, was it in Grazia I saw? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's it's uh, your whole experience. You, you spoke so, so sensitively about it all because, you know, it's something that will obviously resonate with a lot of other women. So, um, you know, for you, it certainly didn't put you off. That was the thing, did it? No, it didn't. And. In a way, I mean, gosh, I've got so many friends who've been through miscarriage mm. and multiple miscarriages. I think when you've been through it yourself and you start chatting to people, you realise how common it is. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think that's why I spoke spoke out about it because I think it's a really lonely process to go through. Mm. Like, even though my partner was incredible, no one really knows how you feel it's your body and it's what's going on inside your body and so it can be really isolating and I just found it so helpful when I did speak to someone and they go oh that happened to me too so that's why I I did want to put something out there you know mm. so all the women who were going through it didn't feel alone um, mm. and I also felt very lucky that when it happened to me the first time I had a Bailey, and I've I've got a lot of friends who've been through it so many times when they didn't even have a child, and I've and mm. I've got friends who've you know been through many rounds of IVF who've never been able to have children. So I know I'm incredibly lucky, um, mm. but I just wanted to put that out there if it was going to help someone, you know. Um, when you do talk about personal things, obviously it is it's extremely brave, like Jenny said. Um, but it's also obviously when you have a platform as well, it's letting people into your life, isn't it? And I guess, you know, being in a, a very famous girl band and being in the spotlight all the time, often there are stories written about you. There are things that are said. There was a lot of hoo-ha with the sugar babes and who got on with who and who didn't. And how did you deal with that? When you when you used to see stuff in the online world, in the papers, and you think, well, that isn't even true. Where's that come from? What was mm. that like, having that pressure of other people on the outside sort of printing that stuff, saying that stuff, but not really knowing, but it was about you? Um, it was really hateful and it was hard to to handle, especially because we were so young as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, we were incredibly successful, so we were constantly working. So there was never time to just stop and address things. You, you just act, you read it and have to go into an interview. You read it yeah. and have to get on a plane. You read it and have to get on a tour bus. Yeah. So, you know, everyone bottled things up and 
And you was often told, don't address it in interviews because it adds fuel to the fire. Um, it, it was it was hard, yeah. There was like really hateful things written about all of us. And I'm sure it affected us all in more ways than, than we realise. But that was part and parcel of the job. And at the same time, we had this amazing career and this amazing once-in-a-lifetime experience. So that's just that's just one of the downsides that came with it, I guess. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and I think now that, um, you know, things at the stage of life you're in, et cetera, you know, you look back and you reflect on things and you really do realise realize how, you know, how pathetic it all really is. And it really is, isn't it? Um, and that, you know, looking back, you know, the resilience you have to have as well. You have to dig quite deep, yeah. don't you, for that? Yeah. Yeah, you have to, you develop a very thick skin and it's like, you know, I learned very early on, never read the comments no. that someone's <laughs> written because you, you just go down a black hole if you that reading what everybody thinks about you and criticising you. Um, yeah, you just have to develop a really thick skin and try, try and brush it off. <laughs> Did it make it difficult for you to trust people around you, especially sort of new people if they came into your life? You, I always wonder about this, you know, like with friends and things, because you can say things and then they can sell a story on you and stuff like that. Was there ever that time that you remember in, in you know, in the past? I think it probably has affected my, my social circle in the sense that most of, when I think about it, most of my friends, like my best friends has been my best friend since we were five. We went, we went to school together and she's still my best friend. And then most of the other people I became who were really good friends, people who I worked with in the industry who kind of, you know, one of my best mates was our hairdresser for 10 years, you know, uh, another was our choreographer. So people we worked with really closely with, but yeah, I guess as I, probably met other people I just didn't really let them in that much because you 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 are protective of what is put out there about you um so yeah I suppose it didn't what is lovely actually is having been sort of put in the limelight at such an early age like you could self sort of 16 ish um people could say oh gosh but you know how do you find friends when you're you know you're famous or a celebrity and, and trust them but there is actually a good tribe isn't there out there and I think we found it I, I noticed it when we went to Kate's birthday you yeah. know there are a lot of sort of well-known people there but that didn't matter but you know you do tap into as the years go on you get to tap into the right people you know who they are and who you can trust and it's a lovely thing isn't it because I think sometimes people say oh gosh you know I bet all your friends you've got loads of friends of our friends and they're not you know they're all really fickle and all the rest of it but I say I haven't got loads of them I've got a handful of them that um that are really just amazing and yeah just like a best friend should be actually yeah. you know because we're real people yeah when when I joined the group I moved to London and I didn't have any friends in London and we had a tour manager called Shiara who yes. we met and yeah. she introduced me to her group of girlfriends which was Kate Thornton and Tamsin Outways and and they're you know they're only 10 years older than me but they all kind of mothered me and like yeah. we're really protective and they've been 
you know. And they still are, they, I should they think. Are, oh, yeah. They all are. Yeah, they, absolutely. They really, you know, looked after me in London and, and supported me. And yeah, I, I became like the baby of the group. Um, but that was lovely to have that that you know support so for you just to round things up, i mean we've got easter approaching of course so that's the time will you go did you tend to sort of like go back up to liverpool to see family and friends or is it a big family thing for you or do you think you just want to disappear off with the kids and alex and um, you know so do something quite quiet we we're actually going to spain over easter which oh fab yeah which would be really nice um my in-laws have got a place out there and they've very kindly invited us so we're going we're actually going with my best friend and her children and the mm-hmm. kids are the same age so so that'll be really nice we were all due to do it a uh, pre-covid uh, the easter mm-hmm. just before covid happened right so we're finally getting to do it and she was 40 a few weeks ago and and mine's in may so we're like it's like a little a little celebration. Maybe the dads will give us an afternoon off to go to go to a nice beach bar and and chill out or something. And oh, you definitely owe it to lovely. yourselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just don't. Uh, just don't. I've just I've just thought of something actually. Because uh, when we went to Kate Thornton's again, um, there's a character. He's a real character. He's called Andy Goldstein, and he's a uh, radio presenter, broadcaster. But he was hilarious because I have to tell you this, Kelly. I hope you don't mind, Heidi. Um, Heidi just walked into the room and she was literally glowing um, she just looked amazing and we were all all a bit worse for wear and gosh knows what but, but Heidi just sort of was this vision in the room and he said she was which we were in the presence of a Disney princess do you remember and he said I can actually see those little bluebirds twittering <laughs> around Heidi's head and it was just such a joyful thing oh so um, yeah the Disney princess hits 40 so let's see what happens next watch this space oh. Oh.